Welcome to Real Brave and Unstoppable. Here, you'll hear stories and inspiration about showing up in the world authentically and having the courage to create the life you want. I'm your host, Courtney Rivard. I'm a mom, recovering engineer, lover of the outdoors, and professional life coach. I help smart women just like you live happier lives full of purpose and joy by empowering them to love who they are, get unstuck, and take action toward creating the life they dream of. In other words, I help them be real, brave, and unstoppable. It is possible and you can do it too. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Real Brave and Unstoppable. This is episode number 55. And today I'm talking about time. I'm talking about aging. My birthday is on Friday, though tomorrow when this airs. And I am turning. I never thought I would actually like say on here how old I'm turning. I'm turning 48. <laughs> it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I literally said to my boyfriend, I was like, am I turning 48 or am I 48? <laughs> I had to do the math for a second because I kind of forgot. So yeah, I'm turning 48. And I kind of sometimes complain about that because of all the things that come along with aging. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, comparison to younger people and kind of the you know, story we all have about aging. But really, I actually don't really care. I don't think. I mean, it's it is really just a number and I still have plenty of living to do and I'm also very excited for my day, my very own day. My ex-husband and I have the same birthday and so, you know, we were married for 17 years and we knew each other, you know, for a couple of years before that. And so I shared my birthday for like 20 years. So, you know, I mean, that's fine. We both, we had a, you know, joint celebration, but it's almost like they canceled each other out. And I know, cry me a river, you didn't get your own birthday, but it is really nice to have my own special day. So I really do enjoy that. And so on my birthday, my kids are going to, we're going to go do something fun. My son, he's almost 19. He actually took the day off for my birthday. Like, how nice is that? He's a teenager and he took the day off for my birthday. So nice. And I am going to have cake and lots of it because I love birthday cake. I get that from my mom. So mom, think if you're listening, I don't know. I don't know if I'm happy that I got that from you because I'd rather it'd be great if I didn't like cake, but whatever. It's my birthday, right? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, today I'm going to talk about that is is like aging and, you know, turning another year older and why that feels like such a bad thing to some of us and, you know, the stories we have around aging and stuff like that. For the longest time, I actually had four living grandparents and nobody I knew had four living grandparents, very few. One of my grandfathers passed away about 11 years ago or so, maybe 12 years ago now, but, and then my grandma, his wife, she passed away a few years ago. Then I still had one set of grandparents living and that set of grandparents, you know, I love them all, but that set of grandparents, my mom's parents were such role models for me when it comes to the topic of aging and growing old. My grandpa passed away about a year and a half ago. 
and my grandma is still living. But, you know, age really was always just a number to them. They are the best role models for growing old. And they really grew old together so well. They always did the things that they wanted to do. They worked around the things that come with aging, like less energy and their body not working as well as they'd like it to. You know, they took lots of naps. They took time to relax. My sister once asked my grandpa what his secret was, and he said something like, don't quote me on the words, but he said something like, his secret was a positive attitude, lots of naps, and a little bit of booze. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he lived a super full, full life and was always up for adventure and took risks when it led him to something that he wanted in his life. He really didn't care how old he was. His goal was just to enjoy life, truly. And The way that his life ended was so, you know, it was sad for all of us, but it was so just really special because he just woke up one morning and he went to put on his shoes and he just died. And so it was, you know, for him, it was just such an amazing like blessing that he was able to live such a full life and then he was just done. (laughs) And my grandma, she's still living and she's still just as amazing She's so positive, and of course she admits that she's tired and gets a little confused, but she's still so grateful for each year that she's been blessed with, and she's just, yeah, I mean, that probably sums it all up. She's just really grateful. But I think that's really the key is that we really are blessed to be living in this life, and really instead of comparing ourselves to what we wish we could you know, be like as, you know, younger, more energy, no gray hair, no wrinkles, you know, no cellulite, all of those things. Like maybe we should just start acting like we're grateful for what we have in this life now, even if those things aren't as ideal as we think. Because really what it comes down to is I talk about this all the time, but it's really about your thinking about it. So if you if you think about it, if you set yourself up to think about it in comparison to, say, a 25-year-old, yeah, you're not going to be happy with how you look and how you feel if you compare yourself to that. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm also going to share some of the things I've learned over my 48 beautiful years. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say like time is I've been watching a lot of confession, nerd confession. I've been watching a lot of documentaries on time and space and black holes and physics and stuff. Yeah, like I said, nerd alert. But time is this really fascinating and really confusing subject. But time is really a mental construct that we've created to make sense of things, you know, Physicists define time as a progression of events from the past to the present to the future. And if a system in in physics, if a system is unchanging, it's timeless. And time is like this fourth dimension of reality that physicists use to describe events in a 3D space. So we can really only measure the passage of time. And this is so confusing. And I even trying to describe that, it's like, you know, I'm probably getting it wrong. But We measure the time since, you know, we need something to kind of hang on to and and know how much time is passing or we want that as humans. It it helps us kind of bring order to to our lives. It helps us know when to show up for something and it helps us make sense or it brings order to this very complicated life that we live in. So we measure the passage of time in minutes, in hours, in days, weeks, years, which leads me to age. 
of course, we pretty typically measure age in years, right? But what does that actually mean? Why is like 40 years old such a big, you know, hump for people to get over? Or why is it so exciting to turn 16 or 21 or or 18? We've attached these labels or these milestones to ages that we get excited about. You know, it's a way of gauging how long we've been on the planet, how long we've been alive, you know. So, you know, really, why does it actually matter so much? But of course it matters when we want to have an idea or prepare for when our kids are going to turn into adolescents and little salty beings. And, you know, we want to be prepared for that, right? (laughs) Or it matters when we're going to go get a driver's license because we have to be 16. Or it matters when we want to go order a drink at a bar because we need to be 21. Or when you get your AARP card in the mail, right? (laughs) Or you get senior citizen discounts. All that jazz, you know, we have all these little milestone things. It's like, well, you know, you should graduate from from college when you're about in your early 20s. You know, you should get married by the time you're, you know, that whatever that number is for you. Or you should have kids by the time you're X age, X years old. You should have a house. You should have all, you know, all of the the sort of checking the boxes that I talk about sometimes. Like most of the time there's like sort of a loose age attached to those things. So we, we get hung up on that. We have these milestones attached to, you know, different ages. So it's really socially constructed. But why really, like, why do we really give this number so much weight? Like why is 40-somethings, do we compare our boobs and our asses to 20-somethings? You know, why do we think that's even better? Who decided that? Who got to decide that? Why is having less energy a bad thing? What if that was a signal that says, you've worked really hard, you deserve a break. Take a break. (laughs) You know, what if it was like permission to just be like, oh, wow, you know, I've spent this many years in my life working my ass off and being really tired. And now that I'm feeling tired, I can actually just take a break. Aging is what is supposed to happen, right? That's a very simple thing to say. We all know it's supposed to happen, but yet we fight it so much. And I think that really we fight it because we're we're comparing where we're at now to like where we've been in the past or we're, you know, we have a story about how age is I mean our story might not say that age is age is a disease, but it's almost treated that way. You know, it's like as you get older, it's you feel like you're not as valued of a member of society. And it's sort of a I think it's sort of a story that we have about it. You know, it's like we're not as relevant as we get older. We're not as beautiful. But I think that really comes from comparing. If you start to have wrinkles or as your wrinkles start to appear, you didn't used to have wrinkles. So all of a sudden that's bad. You have gray hair, but you didn't used to have gray hair, so all of a sudden that's bad. You have a tummy, you have jiggles, because this isn't the way it's always been, and you have a very rigidly defined idea of what a beautiful body should look like or what a smart brain should look like, because now maybe you don't remember things as well as your brain can't retain things. I know I go through that. I don't know about you. (laughs) The comparison piece of things really robs us of the experience. 
So we think, oh, we wish we were younger and we fight it. We fight aging. We fight the wrinkles. We fight the gray hair. We fight the jiggles. And it's exhausting. It's freaking exhausting. We attach way too much significance to this number that is our age. And we really let it kind of control our lives. So why? Why do we do this? Age isn't a disease. Age does not make us irrelevant. We should be celebrating our age, right? Our age is memories. It's learning. It's experience. And it's wisdom. It's kind of like a calendar or an album that has this story in it, this rich story that tells you where you've been, how far you've come, and how far you still have to go. And honestly, the best age is the one you're at right now. Because it's in this very moment that you have the best opportunity to be where you're meant to be right now. It's divine timing. You're supposed to be in this place. You're supposed to age and you're going to learn things. You're going to gain wisdom. You're going to have experiences that you never could have had as a 20-something. If you're a 40-something or 30-something or, or even and you're listening to this. If you're a 20-something and you're listening to this, don't fret. Aging is awesome. Every bit of it. But human beings are here to grow. We're not supposed to stay the same person forever. That's just not how it works. We're supposed to be on this earth to, you know, we're meant to, to age. We're different people as we age. We, we're turning into, I always talk about the concept of your future self and how, you know, you're growing when you have goals or when you're trying to learn new things, you're gradually turning into this future version of yourself. And so it's, I think as humans, we tend to look at this so finitely and like, it's like there's always a destination where if you kind of try to think about it a different way and think about it in terms of, it's just always a journey. You never get to where you're going. You don't. So that, that's why I always say that the goal is the journey because you're supposed to just be there to take in the journey and to enjoy the journey. You're not supposed to beat yourself up. So I want to be like real talk here. I do it too. I do it too. But the goal is for us to be in this present moment and appreciate what we have in this present moment and know that it's sourced. It's exactly what it's supposed to be for us in this moment. Whether we're 10 or 25 or 50 or 95, we are exactly where we're supposed to be. And as we get older, it's just this accumulation of experiences. And if we can stop and really look at that and be thankful for it, it's a much more beautiful way to live your life in gratitude. And for all of you that are just sitting there rolling your eyes saying that sounds all like daisies and rainbows and unicorns, Courtney, hmm, you can sit and keep thinking that because life is just so much better when you can try at least to find the gratitude in things. It's one of the things that helped me get through my really hard times is really just focusing on gratitude. And I actually tell this story about my mom and how a lot of years ago when I was kind of having some trouble with depression, she gave me a gratitude journal. And I just thought it was the dumbest thing ever because I'm like, that doesn't help. Sit down and write three things you're grateful for. That does not help. 
And so I kind of half-assed it with it. You know, I do it sometimes and didn't really subscribe <laughs> to it. I didn't really believe. So years later, when I you know, had, was going through an even harder time when I was going through my divorce, I started really, you know, picking up that gratitude practice and really working at it. And there were days where I didn't even... I didn't even know what I would be thankful for, but I kept at it. And it's funny because gradually over time, it totally helped me. It helped me so much. I look back now and I can see, I mean, my it's like night and day. I used to really gravitate towards feeling like I don't have that much to be grateful for. Negative. Everything was negative. I'd always see the the negative in everything. And now when I look at you know, where, where I'm at now, I never go there first. You know, I always feel pretty centered and able to really grab the positive from a situation. Most of the time. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm human too. Okay, so before I wrap up this episode, I have a list of things that I have learned as I've gotten older and I thought I would share some of them with you. There's probably a lot more, too, because in this time I've been living, (laughs) I have learned so much. The first one is that it's a whole hell of a lot easier to just accept the wrinkles, the grays, the jiggles, work on it, and stop comparing yourself to the younger folks, the younger generation. I sound so old when I say that. And also, like I said, I'm human too. It's hard to do that, but it starts with your thinking and it's working on being compassionate to yourself and, and really looking at what you're saying to yourself every single day. Next one, trying to maintain the same body I had 10 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever the number is for you is futile. It's not possible. It's just not possible. So, and I do this too. Like I said, I'm, I'm human. I look at pictures and I go, oh, if only I could look like that. Well, I'm not going to. I was 38 then. And along those same lines, I would also say that you got to stop beating yourself up for how you look in pictures. Because maybe you've noticed this 10 years down the road, you look at your picture from 10 years ago and you say, wow, I looked pretty good. Why was I so mean to myself? (laughs) Okay, next one. Lower energy is just a signal that I need to slow down and rest. Not a bad thing, right? We're so busy in this life. We keep bouncing from one thing to the next and we don't take enough rest. So if you think about it, man, as you get older, you just earn your time to rest I'm sticking with that theory. (laughs) Do what lights you up. If it's not bringing you peace and happiness, don't do it. Or find a way for that thing to bring you peace and happiness. Try to learn how to change your thinking or shift your energy or shift your situation a little bit so that it does. Next one, love who you are because the person you are is pretty damn amazing. It's true. Why don't we just love ourselves? Hmm. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Some of the best connections I've made or best experiences I've ever had are from putting myself out there and telling my story or putting myself out there and not being afraid to look stupid. 
And that's part of the reason that I got into this line of work was because I feel so strongly about that. I'm so passionate that we all have such amazing, rich stories. And when you can show up and stand in your truth and communicate that to someone and and tell it, you know, be yourself, be human and allow that, not beat yourself up about it. Just own it. You own your, who you are. You own your flaws. You know, you own the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you show up that way. And other people feel more comfortable doing that too. So it just creates such connection in the world. And that's kind of my mission with what I'm doing is to, to help people do that and to create this tribe of people who are like-minded in that way. There's no such thing as failure. It's only experience. I so strongly believe this, which is so hilarious, because when I was growing up, I was a total perfectionist. And the thought of failure probably gave me like panic attacks. I don't know. (laughs) Failure was not an option for me. That was just like thinking about failing. That was like the worst thing possible. And now I think failure is always an option for me. So I go into something and I give it my all. And if I fail, I look at it and say, okay, well, that didn't work. What should I do differently next time? And if you can approach life that way, oh, you're going to have fun and you're going to kick some ass. The next one is to learn how to sit with and process difficult emotions. That's one thing that I've learned how to do. I spent the vast majority of my life not being able to do that. And when you can learn how to sit with difficult emotions and let them move through you, you can handle anything. Because really the worst case scenario ever of anything is a bad feeling or what we call about bad feeling. And your feelings are caused by your thoughts. And so, you know, any situation in your life that happens, you have a thought about it and it creates a feeling. So at the end of the day, you're having to deal with the feelings. This is a hard one for some people to get their head around. But when you can sit and process difficult emotions, it's not fun, but you're set. You got this right? The next one is learn how to sit with uncertainty, which is kind of, is kind of a difficult like feeling in and of itself. Nothing is ever certain as even if you think it is. Certainty is a complete illusion. Um, you can have, you can feel certainty in something, you know, but the certainty around circumstances, there is no certainty in life. There is nothing that is a given. And that could be kind of a Some of you might think that that's kind of a negative way of thinking about it. I don't at all. It just tells me that I need to be in this moment and use this moment and for whatever I I can, you know, to, to, to know that all I really have for sure is what is right here right now, which brings me to the next one, which is mindfulness and learning how to be in the moment, learning how to really have gratitude for this moment that we're in and not bother myself with worry about what's going to happen, all the what ifs, or stress about the things that have already happened. That's not helping me. It's not serving me to really learn how to be in the moment and deal with what's right here in front of me right now. Another thing that I've learned over these 48 brilliant years is that multitasking is overrated. (laughs) I used to be a proud multitasker. And to be honest, I still am guilty of multitasking like crazy, but it's totally overrated. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. I already said this, but 
Get in the damn photo and stop being so hard on yourself. Set a good example for your kids. No more, no, I don't want to be in the picture because I, I look fat. No, 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 no. Get in the picture with your kids and don't look at it and say, oh, I look terrible. Just get in it and be thankful that you're able to capture that memory with your kids. Just do it. Stop being so hard on yourself. Next one is listen to your body and take care of it. It's the only one you have. Put good food in it. Get some exercise. Exercise doesn't have to be running a marathon. Exercise can be walking around the block or doing yoga or you're just moving however it is that is fun for you. It doesn't have to be a structured like workout regimen. Just do it. Next one, have the courage to speak your truth. This is kind of like what I said about showing up as your true self in, in all your glory with all your flaws and everything. It's similar to that, but have the courage to speak up or to speak your truth, to to be who you really are. And so that means, you know, if you're in a situation where you don't agree with someone or if someone's treating another person poorly, that you you speak up. You speak up about what's true for you. And that doesn't have to be in a, you know, ne- negative know-it-all kind of way. It's just don't be afraid to, to say what is on your mind if it's important to you. Don't be afraid to show up as the person that you truly are. Learn how to be comfortable in your own skin and not worry so much about judgment or criticism. The next thing that I have learned is that the word courage is kind of romanticized. We all want to be courageous, brave, right? Yes, we do. We do want to be courageous or brave. But courage is not comfortable. So courage is not easy. It takes something to practice courage. It's not just this, oh, I'm going to be courageous today. Like it does not feel good. And you have to keep practicing courage over and over and over again. And that will turn into confidence. Confidence comes from practicing courage over and over and over again. The next one is don't ever be afraid to try new things and never, ever, 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 ever let what other people think stop you. Just don't do that. Do what speaks to you. Do what seems cool to you. Even if it's weird or nerdy, like look at me listening or watching all these black hole documentaries and theory of relativity documentaries, like it's total nerdy. And I'm telling all of you about my nerdy side. I don't care. It's fun, right? <laughs> so some people wouldn't like to do that. I don't care. I, I am totally a nerd. I love spreadsheets. Hey, something else about me. <laughs> Next thing is anything is possible. Do not let your limiting beliefs and your stories about yourself tell you what's possible for you. Anything is possible. I talk about this all the time. You are unstoppable if you want to be. I did a podcast episode on this one, but one of the things I learned during my divorce or at the beginning of that process was that there is no normal. So don't get hung up on it. Don't waste your time wishing that things would be back to normal. When I got divorced, I was really hung up on not having a quote unquote normal family. It was definitely something that was a catalyst for growth, but it caused me some some hard times because I just could not let go of that quote unquote normal family. So just remember there is no such thing as normal. You get to decide what your life looks like. 
And you get to decide without comparing it to other people's lives. So just remember that. I kind of said this a couple times already, but it's so important. Be you. Be who you are. Just be who you are. Stop worrying about what other people think. Show up in the world as the person you're meant to be. We all want that. Don't rob us of an amazing you. Show up as you. You're beautiful. Next one is to practice self-compassion. Always be gentle on yourself. Speak nicely. Speak kindly to yourself. Speak to yourself like you'd speak to someone you love. Super important. Don't let yourself get away with being mean to yourself. It's not cool. I do it too, but I work on it hard. And the last one I have is work on your thinking about aging. If you're feeling down about getting another year older, think of it as, oh, I just went around the sun one more time, right? That's all. But feeling down about it just comes from a thought. So I do work with my clients on this all the time. When you think a thought, you have a feeling and your feeling determines how you act or don't act or, you know, it determines the behavior, the pattern. And so if you're feeling really depressed about getting another year older, you have to look at your thoughts about it. What are you thinking? Are you looking at your gray hair saying, well, my friend doesn't have gray hair. I wish I didn't have gray hair. I'm going to try to cover it up. And I'm just... No, no. Let's work on accepting. Let's work on accepting that stuff. I know it's not easy, but we can do it. We can do it together. But remember that feeling down about your age or feeling negative about your age just comes from a thought. Not that hard to change it. So one more thing I just want to talk about. I want, I'd encourage you to do this as well. Or I invite you to do this as well. Advice to my younger self. So I like to do this exercise with my clients as in both ways, like thinking ahead to your future self, but then also having your future self write a letter to your current self. But then also as you're, this gets so confusing, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then as your, your current self, what advice would you have for your younger self? And mine honestly is always, when people ask me this question, it's don't be so hard on yourself all the time. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. You're amazing. Look at all these things that you've done and look at what an amazing human you are. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. And then the picture thing, you know, I used to beat myself up about looking fat in pictures and I look at those pictures now and I'm like, oh my God, how did I even think that now? I look so great. If I could look like that now, oh my gosh, you know, no, no. Just get in the picture. Who cares what you think you look like? Because when you get older, you're going to be like, wow, I looked really good then. So eventually you're going to love it. (laughs) But you're the only one who thinks it too. So just don't be so hard on yourself. Love who you are. Be compassionate. That's the advice I have for my younger self. So I hope that these things that I've learned in my 48 years on the planet can help you too. And if anything I said today resonated with you, I invite you to hop on a clarity session, call with me. It's free. It's about an hour long. And you really want to get on this call because you'll learn a lot about yourself and your situation. We'll dig into where you are in your life right now. And then also where you'd love to be ideally. We'll kind of establish that gap. And then I'll just get a good picture of what you're doing now and we'll talk about why that's not working and then I'll give you my recommendations for what I think will work and 
one of my favorite parts about these calls is showing people their thinking. Because a lot of times, as they're going through this process of, you know, learning how they could make some changes that will work, you're going to show some of the thoughts that are holding you back. And I'm going to point those out to you. So it's really eye opening. So you definitely want to be on that call. So definitely go schedule that. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. So go into your week, be kind to yourself, celebrate your age, celebrate all of your experiences and your wisdom and all of that stuff. You know I'm going to be doing the same thing and I will have an extra piece of birthday cake for you. (laughs) Have a great week and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real, Brave, and Unstoppable. If you'd like to learn more about creating an authentic life that's true to who you are, visit CourtneyRivard.com slash love life to download your free guide on how to build your vision and create a life that you love. You'll be so glad you did. I'll see you next time.